0: Welcome to Cartoonist Kfabe. my name is Ed Piscor, I'm Jim Rugg, today we're going to be taking a look at the most brutal war comics uh, in the history of the medium, but first got to uh, appraise you guys of the Cartoonist k Patreon, if you want to mitigate that k effect you jump on there at our big support level, uh, it even gives you the opportunity to hang out with us in the chat room while we stream these videos live and uh you get to see these videos before anybody else in that case the videos are also brought to you by the books that we make and before you you see the bibliography of our works out there Uh, i have a new red room series coming out in 2023 crypto killers and you can pre-order that now at your comic shop it's going to be coming out i guess within three months of this recording if that's how that game works uh jimmy has street angel deadliest Scroll alive plain jane's hulk grand design uh, treasury editions coming out end of February get your hands on that I have x-men grand design and hip-hop family tree celebrating its 10-year anniversary in 2023 now that all that stuff is out of the way we are going to uh crack open our holy scripture one more time Jimmy Uh, a smithsonian book of comic book comics uh the value of this book is that it's going to provide us an opportunity to talk about the John Stanleys and the Carl Barks's and look at the earliest Action Comics ones and and uh, Walt Kelly's, but in a consumable format that is widely r- circulated. You could get the Smithsonian Book of Comic Book of Comics reasonably cheaply if you're in the k chat room. Here's the cover, and they're getting the cheapest copies off the net uh, if you don't have a copy yourself. But we'll be able to dig into these various creators and have some conversation and discourse because any of these issues of two-fisted tails or frontline combat that Harvey Kurtzman edited is ripe for the picking. And I'm sure eventually, keep this channel rocking long enough, we will start to cover a lot of that material, but we have two strips here. We're going to look. at. I absolutely love these
1: war comics. Yeah, the first EC box set I bought was Two Fist of Tells because of my love for this stuff.
0: We uh, it was it was before we hit the record button with Dave Gibbons on the very first shoot interview. Could see, and that's the fun thing too when you're in the studio with these guys and you can look behind their shoulder and you see their bookshelves and like a red beacon, you could see those Russ Cochran's on people's shelves from a distance and i said i said i judge a cartoonist by the russ cochran ec reprints they have and you gotta have the kurtzman's you know the war books at least but mad obviously and he was like you are correct yeah so uh these are from various war comics that kurtzman edited frontline combat 4 is where airburst first appears and then we're going to look at another strip, "Corpse on the Engine," which showed up in Two Fisted Tales twenty-five.
1: Yeah, these are great because they are Kurtzman's finish, yes, also. Yes, yeah. which um, you know, a lot process. of those comics he's writing and doing layouts, but not necessarily the finished art. Um, I love his finished art, so it's cool to actually see that. And, and man, kudos to the editors of this book because they really did. I mean, it's they they nailed this yeah. for an early collection of like a survey of com- early comics history. They really
0: did well. It's true. And uh, there's good material up front to kind of give you context. Yes. And Kurtzman, the guy who did the most brutal war comics that stick with you forever, is also the spearhead of Mad Magazine. And it talks in the text uh, about how that is a sort of consequence of... Mad is a consequence of doing these brutal war comics that are highly researched and laboriously constructed in terms like everything you see is kind of legit in terms of how things would be how for how platoons would move the vehicles of the time and the jobs of each soldier like he rigorously researched this to the point that he he got jaundice from just spending too much time awake and in the library and and doing the writing part stuff that's very much dashed over certainly in the 1950s comic book uh, medium where it was just G. I. Joe's running around doing doing crazy shit. He uh, lobbied for a humor book that would be a little bit easier on the on the system. <laughs> a little on, plus research. On the constitution.
1: It's unbelievable to think of his output. Yeah. So he's doing he's writing and doing layouts for a dozen of these short stories a month, like two issues of war comics and an issue they're, of Mad. They're
0: they're bimonthly. Okay. Um, so he's That's he's a little helpful. He's doing he's doing a book a month absolutely he's doing one of these issues a month so four stories and sending those guys back to fix shit uh joe kubert did one story for kurtzman and i asked him about it and he was like fuck that guy like like the amount of times that he sent me back and and even at the time joe kubert was he was having ptsd of his of his, his kurtzman time because he was doing he picked up the the um he picked up the what do you call it, man? The contract for like PS magazine, whatever that turned into in the two thousands mm-hmm. when I was there. And so he's doing this stuff for the military, you know, the thing that, that Will Eisner did World yes. War Two. And he's drawn fucking sergeant rock tanks. And shit like that, and they're like, "No, man, like it's we don't have that. Like that's not that ain't a tank. That's like a comic book tank. Like we have this, (laughs) and and it's a a working tank." (laughs) He had a I forget what the fucking jobber kids like. He would he would identify like the best students and and pay them. And I forget what his like license illustration, like his continuity studio type thing was in the basement of the of the Cubert School. And all these guys were doing is doing the most technical drawing with. Compasses and and circle templates mm. and to, to get tank treads properly and just real boring stuff. I it's almost like super graphics. It might be like infographics is the name of that LLC or whatever that that he had. Very it's a secret. Like nobody knows that part of the Joe Kubert. That's business.
1: interesting. He should have got the uh, infographics.com on that, and he might have might have been more valuable than any right. the work he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one one last note before we dive into the actual stories here, and I think it's in this intro. They talk a little bit about EC Comics and how. Some of the EC comics, like the sci-fi stuff, for instance, weren't very successful. Yeah. But Gaines was such a believer in that stuff and liked that stuff so much, it's almost like the horror books would subsidize the less successful books. Yeah. But it was this attention to quality. Yes. It was almost a commitment to quality, which so rare in comics publishers you know and, and and for reason like you you have to maintain the bottom line if you're a publisher or you're not in business yeah but, but it was a guy who cared enough that it was like we'll uh, we'll publish some of these books that aren't as successful because i just believe that they're quality and want them to exist
0: still happens uh, i remember the very first spx i went to kim thompson gary groth up there on stage name and names of very legendary cartoonist who they published yeah,
1: i remember some of these who, being heartbroken because yeah. they were guys i
0: love yeah who don't who don't sell a book but you do it for the good of the culture and i would say that comics is the last place where that's done you know if you're a musician you better hit with your first thing or else they're not gonna fuck with you anymore but comics there's there's still leeway without further ado let's jump into airburst and uh this feels controversial off the start where you are not following around gi joes man you're following a rival army. Chinese, I believe.
1: Yeah, communist soldiers. And contemporary. This is 1952, man. And this is the Korean War that we're seeing here from the enemy's point of view.
0: Uh, I dig, man. Whew. So, uh, they're getting fucking carpet bombed, essentially.
1: We're following this this small platoon as they are being killed one, one by, by one. one.
0: Four dudes left. Uh Kurtzman is always good for his infographic stuff where they're setting up traps and you're seeing it laid out really, really well. Very clear. Very clear. Uh, you got four guys. You see the carpet bombing happening. As they advance to the camera, boom, that bomb goes off right above their heads, takes two dudes down. We got one doofus left and one uh, reasonably uh, adept soldier left. Uh, they call them big feet, so that's a good piece of physiognomy. Like, uh, you're, 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 you're a big goober. You know, it's going Pyle. from, fucking, and it'll come back. It all comes back. There's
1: so much economy in the story. I love this story too because it's almost all told it with dialogue, as yeah. opposed to like captions, which a lot of EC comics are very caption heavy. But here, it feels very personal, and that's the. I mean, it, that's perfect for this story because yeah. we are watching human beings
0: suffer through a war zone. Look at this fucking 1950s camouflage, baby. These poor <laughs> bastards. It's a miracle that the body counts weren't even bigger with that stuff. You see the advancing airplanes you see the the gunfire and our guy Bigfoot he's uh, he's flaking out starts to run kills kills the the sort of more senior member of the squad so now Bigfoot's the only dude left but he has a little bit of compassion he's not so chicken that he won't try to save his guy who is still alive
1: and it speaks to that thing you said at the beginning out of like showing this from the enemy point of view Like it's humanity. It really is like this guy doing the right thing. Yeah. Very easy to uh, relate to, you know, like outside of whatever politics are involved in this war, what you're watching is just a a young dude. That's like scared for his life, watching his, 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 you know, felt his peers being blown up and, and
0: mortally wounded. I mean, it's real easy to relate to this. Imagine the balls also where you have a Joe McCarthy, like witch hunting anybody who is against the party line and you're putting these kind of comics out makes you wonder, is this maybe some of the stuff that was the impetus for, for the the real reason behind these uh Senate subcommittee things, man?
1: I just saw um I read a summary of a book and it talks about the government influence on comics and as propaganda yeah. at this time period, but also the stuff that they were coming down on. You know, it was like two ver- two two sides of the government being like, okay, do more of this. We don't want this. Right. And I mean you gotta wonder where a comic like this would fall under that that sort of scrutiny but to kurtzman's great strength as a storyteller like you pointed out these airplanes it's so clear again far away medium shot closer you could be illiterate and read this comic
0: absolutely and just playing with the dynamics of the 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 panel sizes when the guy gets mowed down by the gun turrets you get a bigger piece of a moment like these are syncopated rhythms boom 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 and then you got boom with this bigger panel, uh, because it is a more weighty scene. Yes. Our guy Bigfoot here throws on the camo once again that was already established. Uh, the, the, the damn planes see him. Mm-hmm. So they're dropping uh, leaflets.
1: Yeah, not bombs this time.
0: Yeah, leaflets on their head. Which, if you want to go American propaganda, look at, look at uh, G.I. Joe doing the right thing. He ain't just mowing down a dude.
1: There you go. But these leaflets are not uh without purpose. These are for surrender. Hold up up these papers, and that's basically a white flag. Which is punishable by death on the enemy side.
0: Right, and and it's all explained here, man. If we get caught by it by one of our leaders with one of these things, like we're done. But he says, fuck it. I'm done, man. All my homies are toast.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Brutal Ed again and again with these comics. This might be one of the most brutal comics, period, I've ever read. It sticks with you forever. Everybody's dead except for his, his last guy's dying on his shoulders, and he's stuck with the decision of, well, do I just stand here and be shot by airplanes and bombed to death, or do I surrender against my, my country and if I get caught with that, I'm killed by my countrymen? Like, I, awful. The book
0: Catch-22 is yeah. a wartime novel full of that kind of uh, philosophy and, and, and you know story mechanics. It is an easy comic, so you got to have your O. Henry joint and we saw them establish that that sort of tripwire bomb a bit earlier. Our guy Bigfoot in haste running towards the Americans to uh surrender, goes through their tripwire fucking explodes as the Americans advance and you just see their fucking brutal remains. It's not grisly in terms of uh the imagery you're not seeing body parts and legs and feet and and things like that like this is. This is what you're getting. Uh, props to the color in all of these comics. Very good Pro- color in the Probably story. Uh, Marie Severin, but I would, I would bet that, that Kurtzman, he seems like a very type A guy. <laughs> Pro- probably some control. Probably had, had some influence on that. Uh, I, lo- I look at the explosion panel, dude, and I think about your, um, the design idea of, like, if you introduce a color, use it three times. And, and looking at, you know, the three or so uh, uses of white as uh, an accent on the on the focal point imagery
1: and a six page story. I am always so impressed by the short story. The economy of the short story if done well to me is my favorite version of a story. And I'll tell you, man, he he, he tells an epic in yeah. six pages here.
0: Yeah, even told Will, like you have to write that differently than you would uh, something more decompressed and, and you have to you have to use a little bit more dialogue to, to advance some things uh, at this level. Um, got established at the guy's a boob got to establish a lot of things and had to have set up and pay off uh that's you gotta you gotta figure that out, man, we took that screenwriting course, and one of the lessons was like don 't have something happen on page fourteen if it pays off on page fifteen like you gotta build that in much earlier. corpse on the m gym uh, from two fisted tales twenty five uh we looked at this artwork at a microscopic level in one of the um, artist editions, either EC volume one or two.
1: Yeah, the other video I would point you all at is there's a Harvey Kurtzman um, kind of biography monograph that we looked at in the past and has a bunch of his layouts, including I think a, a page or two of layouts from from this story. And you really see a storytelling in those layouts. I was looking at them this week because I was doing layouts for a story and I was looking at those in the Dan Klaus caricature layouts. Yeah. But the Kurtzman layouts, man, they're almost as good
0: as these pages. Absolutely. Uh, there is a, and this is also an example of where the caption dialogue, um, the words are not really just explaining the pictures. Like you're getting a lot more context. You're getting a lot more humanity, uh, in the verbiage. And then you're seeing this grisly stuff happening. Obviously there will be parts where you know the caption will be calling out ammunition boxes ration cases shell tubes and you see all those things but it's just give it's just setting you up for the rest of the uh, issue uh the rest of the story and check this out we probably called this out on the uh artist edition you got the white water and like the black is the focal point in the sea mm-hmm. of sea of negative space flip the page and the water is black and you have this white object floating down the river um that provides that focal point.
1: There's frequently, um, like like Robert McKee's story is, is a writing book that I've seen, you know, Bendis champions it like it's his Bible. And one of the things that McKee talks about is if a scene starts Positive for one character it should end negative for that character, right. and I feel like this is the visual art equivalent of that. Like we went from white water, now we're flipping the page, or we're doing another three-panel series of this. Now we go to the black art. So from a visual standpoint, it's almost like you're you're going back and forth on keep this interesting, don't repeat it, even though it's sort of a repetitive scene.
0: Let's keep let's keep that in mind, man, because we have our guy who's doing okay. Like he's he's alive, he's got plenty of food, all that good stuff. He's watching his body, and he's he's you know contemplating life man like how many bodies is this he's wondering about the guy like like you know this is a human fucking being how did he get get mowed down having his rations eating enjoying life you establish the bush in this panel and then guess what there's a there's a guy in there so his life is about to change this is one of those kind of it's a little wonky because like he's supposed to be eating but Kurtzman's trying to sell us on the eating has the head turned but it looks like he notices the guy but the dialogue suggests he doesn't, and look at the surprise, you right. know? So, so that's a weird piece right there. It is.
1: Some of this stuff's hard to do. You're doing um, almost multiple moments and switching point of view. Like it, it's pretty complex. Yeah,
0: yeah. Just a just an exact side view would, would, would have been enough. Uh, our guy who's hiding in the bush, man, he's hungry as fuck. So this is this is a this is a ravenous guy. You know, like this dude, he wants your food. He wants everything. Uh, all that RGI can do is kick his rifle so that nobody has it and they both are kind of at war but but the uh uh they I don't think they say you know it, it, I guess maybe it's Korean yeah be Korean or
1: Chinese I believe we're both involved in that conflict.
0: smacks it smacks our GI's gun hand uh so now you're you're in, you're injured and you don't have a weapon but you got a bayonet so so it's that thing where it's the it's the hopeful piece
1: I want to point out the color because you, you mentioned it in the past, and I think these comics again and again are really well colored. Yeah. And, and when I say that, it, I'm talking about like how well depth is created, uh-huh. focal points. Totally. It's, it's just very clear storytelling once again, and I think the coloring contributes to
0: that. Oh, here's the piece. He pulls out the bayonet and then gets his hand jacked. Mm-hmm. So now you're, you're without a weapon, and you're, the advantage is, is uh, with the other guy.
1: Yeah, that big stick is, is definitely an advantage in these close, uh, close combat. Yeah. So- it's reach. You know, when you see two boxers and they do arm length, the reach, this is what they're talking
0: about. Yeah, man. Uh, but our guy just bites the bullet, lunges at the dude. They fall into that M. Jim River as uh, he holds the guy's head down, and he's just talking about, in the dialogue caption, he's talking about like what it was like to like dunk your friends in a swimming pool as kids. And just think of it in that way as you're destroying this guy as the life goes out of our dude it becomes just black Mm -hmm. he talks about the blood and the bubbles and things so like you know you could imagine that that's bloody water or something and just it becomes just a sea of black less and less bubbles each panel Kurtzman is very well known for and very good at these panel to panel moments like this you know it's three examples of the same kind of structure of the struggle the submerging, second after second, and then... Uh, you see those bubbles just going away. Just going
1: away. I, I think he's also a great formalist. And I whenever I see stuff like this where it's all black and it's ink, it's almost like, what are the elements that he has to play with? Yeah. And it is literally, it's ink or it's not ink is right. what he's putting on the page. And to just basically take over those panels with black as we see this guy die, or we don't see him die. We see the black just fill the panels, and we interpret that as death. Pretty strong stuff, you know, and this is pre-comics code here's the, here's the other Very restrained.
0: yeah, here's the other part of the story that uh is noteworthy, as our rival soldier, the body count is added to the river. there's yet another body floating down the river um in the dialogue when he's kind of philosophizing about how one of these bodies like how did this guy die he's he's coming up with Id- scenarios, got carpet bombed, uh got shot down, yada, yada. could it have been? Close quarter combat, hand to hand combat. Oh, we don't do that anymore. He uses the word remote control. It's a remote control war. And like, if it was remote control then, what? What? What is it now? And then uh, you realize, sure, these guys would think that stuff. They would probably be have been around for some of the 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 early 20th century wars and shit. And uh, if you listen to stuff like, uh, or if you read up on like Winston Churchill, that motherfucker was like fighting wars with a, like on horseback with like a sa- saber mm-hmm. you know i mean like he was a part of those kind of wars uh so certainly a different type of war here
1: absolutely gorgeous marks yeah for, like the submerged limbs I th- i think that's beautiful
0: yeah yeah and it's real good i mean he's he's inventing this it, 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 this is completely abstract it does not look like this at all in real life you see you have because we have the guys who do that you know you can look at an otomo or something or a frisette, and they will do an interesting magnification thing, or something like that. It's it's total shorthand, but it's all you need. The
1: lifelessness of that body is it doesn't just drift, but also like turns yeah. in the current. It's such a great. It's not stiff, but it feels totally lifeless. Yes. And I love as you get to the last panel, it's no longer identified as a body. It is literally like these marks. Yeah. You know, like it's really become this, as it's talked about in the beginning. Yeah. It's just one more it's just it's cheap yes you know
0: and you notice that bookend sequence uh when you read Alan Moore interviews where he talks about the importance of Kurtzman on like Watchmen storytelling or just his storytelling in general and then you realize that there are very many Alan Moore stories that that are like this that are bookended in this way this is a little bit of the stuff that he's talking about
1: This is another hallmark for me of short stories. Because they're short, you can control every element. Like, there's no extra element in in a, I don't know, this might be an eight pager, but there's no room for extra. Wow, even more impressive. (laughs) You know, it feels bigger, Yeah. you know, it feels bigger. Incredible, though, and again, love this Smithsonian book for, like, showing off stuff. If you got hold of this as a young kid before you had any How to Draw Comics or Robert McKee's story or any of this stuff, Man, you could learn
0: a lot from this book. It's all here, man. Smithsonian Book of Comic Book Comics. Not the last time we're going to look at it. Jimmy, if you're good to go, I'm good to go. Yep. Fabers like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. And if you are a King Faber uh, on our Patreon, you're watching this stream at this very moment, and you're getting these videos before anybody else. Jimmy, tell the people what you have out there.
1: Hulk Grand Design coming to comic stores February 22nd. Pre-order it now because it is on the rise uh, hit number one bestseller on Amazon this past week. So those copies are going fast. Reserve yours if you haven't already. Street Angel Deadliest Girl Live, and Princess of Poverty. Pick those up now, as well as the Plain Janes. And you can join me on patreon.com slash Jim Rugg, where you can see a lot more of my comics and art. And you can see the paintings I did last week. I, I did a big post on those. So join me there. Thank you
0: red room crypto killers one is being solicited in comic shops right now murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game each issue completely self-contained there are two trade paperbacks out there in the wild as we speak anti-social network and trigger warnings uh hip-hop family tree is the 10th it's a 10-year anniversary of hip-hop family tree four volumes of that are out there x-men grand design uh grab all these books you can uh, read the serialized uh red room comics before they hit paper on my patreon all those links in my link tree in the description below this video jimmy Tell the people what else we have out there.
1: Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kfabe t-shirts, merchandise, stickers, and lots more at our spread shop. That link is also below this video.
0: Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kfabe channel, given those marching orders will be on our way. Read
1: more comics.